got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. And welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I'm your host, Damian Barling, and I thank you as always for tuning in. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, for listening, and I thank you for allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage as the Kings lose tonight, 125 to 108 to a very shorthanded uh, Philadelphia 76ers tonight at the Golden One Center. Drops the Kings record now to 27 and 35 on the season. You'll hear from Luke Walton coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. As always, we'll go over the ins and outs of this game and really what it boils down to. It boils down to the three-pointer for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, They started hitting them late, but the discrepancy between what Philadelphia was doing and what Sacramento was doing through the bulk of that game was uh, the discrepancy was pretty large. Uh, Philly kept hitting three after three. And in the 2020 version of the NBA, 17 to 37 doesn't really seem like an outrageous number, but man, those threes were timely. It felt like Philadelphia, they got out there without Joel Embiid, without Ben Simmons, without Josh Richardson. They got out there and, you know, they hit this game. Just they went at it full force, head first. They just put their heads and ran downhill with this game. And they had control of it really for the really for the entire game. There were two stretches. One in the third, one in the fourth, where the Kings made serious runs at the game, uh, where double-digit leads got shrank down. I mean, the Kings were down by as many as, uh, I think, they were certainly down 20. I'll I'll, I'll double-check right now as we roll along to make sure uh, that was the biggest deficit in the game, and it was. Uh, And, and, you know, Philly led wire to wire in this game. It was really, as I was transitioning, some of you may know I did the uh, I was on the Hot Mic app today, which is a, it's it's a dope new app uh, that just provides kind of like a second screen with commentary. Uh, commentary from me, you can sync it up to your TV, and uh, you know a bunch of Kings fans were kind enough to join me and and have some fun with me. I hope you'll give it a a chance to check out. Just uh, search Hot Mic in your app store, regardless of it's Android or Apple or whatever it is. Uh, just search for Hot Mic. Uh, download that, use the invite code Damien725, uh, and you could join me for any Kings games uh, that I do. But we had a lot of fun doing that. And as I was transitioning kind of from the end of that broadcast over here to the podcast, I, I could hear uh, kind of in the background uh, Grant and Doug talking about how the Sacramento Kings came out and how disappointing the game is and that they didn't approach the game with a certain amount of energy. And I didn't really look at it that way. And, 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 you know, when doing that hot mic app, it, it put me in a position to, to kind of do what I used to do where I didn't hear any commentary during the game. I was just, you know, watching it on my own and, you know, chatting it up with 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 other Kings fans uh, that were in the uh, that were in the app. And I didn't think that the Kings came out lazy or lackluster or without any certain amount of energy. I thought Philadelphia was better. Like, at some point, you just have to, like, you don't always lose games because of effort or energy or anything like that. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that the other team was better today. That's how I walked away from this game. I walked away from this game feeling like, yeah, Philadelphia was pretty freaking good tonight. You know, Philadelphia went in there knowing Sacramento was probably feeling a certain way, knowing that Joel Embiid was gone and Ben Simmons was gone and Josh Richardson was gone and that their game plan was going to have to be different. Well, by the way, these guys have a pretty good infrastructure going on there in Philadelphia right now. I know there's been talk, in, in, including by me, 
on my daily podcast about the different, you know, turmoil going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. But if you got Tobias Harris, like let's not forget what Tobias Harris did for the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, for the bulk of last year. But you got Tobias and Al Horford as your one-two backups? Yeah, man, that's not bad. Not to mention one of my new favorite names in the NBA, Shake Milton, had himself a nice little game at the Golden 1 Center tonight. This is a team that, while I do believe uh, uh, Brett Brown is, I believe his time with 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 Philadelphia is likely coming to an end. Uh, Luke Walton's already at the podium, though. Let's hear what he has to say following the loss. I mean, they were bigger, stronger. At least it felt like that tonight. They wanted it more. It felt like, and they, I mean, they made 17 threes, 45 percent from threes. You know, kicked our our butts with second chance points and um you know it's it's one of those things and i think katie you asked about it before the game but it's you know we've been winning having some success this team's been struggling on the road and their two all-star players are out um but that's a good team i mean two all-stars are out but tobias and and al i I don't know if we we didn't expect them to come out and do that to us, but they they set the tone early. And then um, when we did make our run, uh, you know, Neto Burks hit some big shots for them. Uh, they stepped up. They were, they stepped up and made plays when they needed to. Um, so you know, it's uh, give them credit. We we needed that one, but we got two big games coming up this weekend. So we got to. We got to get back to work tomorrow and get ready. Uh, get ready for the road. Katie Hunter, Kings TV. Luke, you used Buddy sparingly in the first half, just eight minutes, um, and then went to him kind of a little bit later in the third. What was the kind of driving force behind um, kind of going away from him until a little bit later? Well, I, I was trying to find a group to go. We weren't getting the job done out there. The starters didn't start well, and, and then. Um, and then we got to that second group, and they came in and, you know, finished that quarter and tied it up or down two. Um, and then right from there, we start turning. We've been doing a great job of taking care of the ball. All of a sudden, we start turning the ball over and and getting sloppy and, and doing things um, that Philadelphia was taking advantage of. So, you know, we're, we're late enough into the season. Like, come on, we have to... You know, we 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 have to keep things going. We're trying to find a group that um, could find that level again. And I thought Buddy did a much uh, Buddy did a nice job in the in the second half. Um, and he was competing on defense and um, knocking down some shots for us. So it was more of just trying to find a group that was you know gonna get gonna get us back in that game. Jason Jones, the Athletic. Uh... Philly, like I said, struggles on the road. They're down two guys, but it seemed like they came out and played a desperate, yeah. desperate from the start. Can your team kind of learn from the idea, you know, down this stretch that that's the type of a level you have to come out with every night? Yeah, we're gonna learn that lesson. You know, hopefully, um, you know, if we're winning games, we're gonna have to win playing at a high level and, and being desperate like that, like you said. Um, because when you come down and you're playing, you know, we got Portland, Toronto, every, you know, including ourselves, everyone's either jockeying for playoff seating or to make the playoffs. And we got a lot of those type of games on our schedule. So we're going to see, we're going to feel firsthand um, that uh, that desperation, that intensity 
so it'll be good for us. Coach Matt George, Sports 1140 KHDK. From a teaching standpoint, how do you balance the negatives of falling behind by big double-digit leads with the positives of being able to get back into the game and go on those runs and cut it down to single digits pretty quickly? Yeah, we've, we've had a nice, uh, we got a group that, that's done that um, quite a bit. They don't quit, and that's kind of, you know, it's something you, you love out of, out of your players, but we'll, we'll focus uh, in that film session tomorrow on the, on the negative aspects of why we got down so big and uh, and blowing defensive coverages and and not you know not boxing out or coming back in and uh, turning the ball over all those type of things that we've done a much better job at that's where the focus will be at tomorrow. Luke James Ham NBC Sports. Um, when you look at the way you guys came back and then we've talked about this many times, the attention to detail seems like just wasn't there on so many of those possessions turnovers. Uh, not boxing out. Um, I don't. It just seemed like there was a series of mistakes, fouls. How do you clean that stuff up while you're in the middle of this run? Well, we it's you know back to back coming up, so there's not going to be much practice tomorrow. It's going to be a long film session, and that's you know, depending on where the, the schedule is. A lot of it is that while we're on the move, this this professional sports, we have to continue to learn. So we're going to have film sessions. We're going to do the same things we've been doing, including the players, getting getting them involved and in, in, in communicating it out uh, as a way to help uh, help learn. But you know, a lot of the stuff has gotten better. Um, but you know, tonight they uh, t- tonight they just seem hungrier, more desperate, wanting it. I mean, they just they they physically. I mean, every DHO we ran, they were blowing us up, making us run our, our offense further out. Um, we talked about doing that to them and not letting them Horford catch the ball on the elbow. He was living on the elbow, running their offense all night long. So to me, I mean, that's right there. Is is, is are, are we really? Uh, are we really playing at the level we need to? And if that's happening, no, we're not. Sean Cunningham. I thought that was a really good question by uh, Matt George when he asked. I, I, I think that's a, that's like a glass half empty, glass half full thing. Like, hey, the Kings came back from 16 down. Cool. Why are the Kings always down by 16? You, you know what I mean? I, I, I thought that was a really good question there by Matt. And I, and, and I thought the Luke did as, as, as good of a job as he could, you know, answering that because you do want to praise the guys for continuing to fight and fight and fight. But also, you've got to address, like, guys, why do we constantly find ourselves in this position? Uh, and, and, and I'm sorry uh, that, that the start of the uh, press conference got cut off a little bit. I was surprised to see him. It seemed that they uh, he got to the podium a, a, a smidge bit quicker than he normally does. But it sounded like... He was kind of co-signing what we were talking about earlier in that Philadelphia just came out and played better. Uh, you know, we talked about on on the Hot Mic broadcast about how a lot of teams make runs because their opponent leaves the door open for them. Philadelphia wasn't leaving the door open for Sacramento, and when they did, the two times that they did, the Kings took advantage and you know, Luke Walton just kind of addressed those at the press conference as well. There were a couple of points in today's game where the, the Sixers started, they, they finally started missing threes that didn't happen until the fourth quarter, but in the third, they were missing shots around the basket and the Kings got quality looks on the other side. They got quality looks on the offensive end. 
and they were they were they were able to cut into the lead. They were able to get it down to I think it was as close as six, and a couple of bad possessions later, it was back to a double digit lead. By the second time, by it got back to a double digit lead. Get the game had ended like it was over. Like we 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 were at a wrap. The Kings were just going to run out of time. There wasn't going to be another run in them. And you also heard you heard Luke Walton again, kind of co-signing what we were talking about. Yeah, it sucks. You know, for Philadelphia that an Embiid is gone and that Simmons is gone and that those All Stars and you know All Pro players are gone. But when you got Tobias Harris and Al Horford as your two, uh, you, not normally your one two. They're like your one two backups. All of a sudden, yeah, you're in pretty freaking good shape. And Tobias Harris, he had himself a good night. He had 28 points tonight. He had 28 points on 11 of 22 shooting. What's more impressive uh, about that is that at one point, he was like 7 of 9 shooting. He had like 21 points on 7 of 9 shooting. So he actually cooled down significantly. But 28 points, 14 rebounds for Tobias Harris. Uh, You heard him uh, mention Shake, uh, my new favorite name in the NBA, Shake Milton. He had uh, 20 points tonight. Al Horford with a good performance, as you would expect, uh, from Al Horford. Uh, 18 points from him, 18 points, eight rebounds, six assists. The three general manager, Michael Scott, he had uh, 11 points. They got production off of their bench. They got production from everywhere. Another Now on the plus side for the Kings. Again, I don't think the Kings came out lazy. I don't think they came out poor. I don't think they came out without intensity. I just think Philadelphia was better. Sometimes the, the, you know, the, the, the post-game analytical work isn't that deep. Yep, Philadelphia was better. They came out and they punched us straight in the mouth. And when we tried to make our runs, they slammed the door in our face. On multiple occasions, that team slammed the door in our face. It's okay to acknowledge that sometimes. You don't want to have to acknowledge it two, three, four games in a row. Like, it's fine. Philadelphia, they came out and got you. Okay. You got to come out and you got to get Portland on Saturday. And you can't even think about the fact that you got a game on Sunday against a team that is uh, desperately fighting for the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. You just take care of business on 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 Saturday, and you're doing self yourselves a big favor. It's a big night. Uh, tomorrow's a big night. We got the Lakers and the Bucks. That doesn't really matter to Kings fans. That matters to basketball fans. Uh, but Portland plays tomorrow, so that's worth noting. Their game against the Kings on Saturday is the second night of a back to back. Memphis plays in Dallas tomorrow. Uh, San Antonio plays in Brooklyn. So there are a lot of games uh, that Kings fans are going to have to to watch tomorrow night. Uh, some plus, uh, some plus uh, on the plus side for the Kings tonight. Uh, Kent Bazemore continues to be really, really good. Uh, he played 33 minutes off the bench. He had 14 points and nine rebounds. Uh, Buddy Heald had moments. You heard, uh, you know, Katie ask him about, ask him being him being Luke Walton uh, about using Buddy sparingly in the first half. And it did feel like he was just cautious about when he was using. And Buddy got hot. Buddy was one of the reasons uh, that the, the the Kings were able to uh, dip into that twenty point deficit uh, in the third quarter. But he also had a few possessions where you just wish they had kind of gone differently. He was eight of sixteen shooting. He finished with twenty two. But again, he got them back in the game. He hit some key baskets. But he also, you know, he 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 took some ill advised shots uh, as well. Alex Lynn was productive. Uh, he had probably a few more turnovers than you'd like to see from a guy who only played uh, 15 minutes. Uh, not a big night from Bogdan Bogdanovich, De'Aaron Fox. You know, not really a big night from anybody on the Sacramento Kings. Even Buddy Heald, you know, he 
He had 22. De'Aaron actually led the way with 23. It wasn't really a big night from anybody. You know, Buddy's baskets, a bunch of them, they, they came in like spurts. I feel like De'Aaron's 23 was very evenly spread out throughout the four quarters. So it never really felt impactful. There isn't a shot that the Kings hit that I felt was impactful. As a matter of fact, I think the most impactful shot I saw, the, the, the one I remember the most was Harrison Barnes. King, they, we were deep into this game before the Kings hit their first three. And that was really the difference between, in, in the first half, that was that was the biggest difference between the 76ers and the Kings because the sh- Kings were shooting over 50% from the field in the first half. The problem was that Philadelphia had hit like 11 threes and the Kings had hit one. And that trend continued until Buddy Heald got hot and the Kings overall got hot there in the third quarter. But still... You know, 125-108, the, 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 the Philadelphia 76ers, they shot 17-37 from three, while the Sacramento Kings shot 11-29. of 29. And again, those 11 came very late. The Kings wound up finishing the game uh, at 52, 53% from the field. So they did a lot of things right tonight. They really did. It's just Philadelphia is a better team, and they came out and played better. It happens. They've got to chalk this one up as they got beat by a better team and they've got to shake this off and they've got they've got to get ready to to, to play a team that they're competing with uh, for the eight spot in, in the Western Conference playoff picture. Also, we all need to cheer Luka Doncic tomorrow night and Kristaps Porzingis and Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban and everybody in a Dallas Mavericks uniform because you need Memphis. That win streak needs to come to an end. Memphis is playing really, really well since beating the Los Angeles Lakers. As a matter of fact, correct me if I'm wrong, is is the last game that the Grizzlies lost? Was that to the Kings? Because wasn't the Kings uh, the first night of a back to back with with the Kings and the Lakers? So Kings fans going to need that that streak that 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 Memphis is on to to kind of come to an end right here. And it would be really nice if it came to an end uh, against Dallas tomorrow. Memphis right now thirty one and thirty one. They've clawed their way back. Uh, to 500, and they're sitting in the eight spot. Portland and Sacramento, those two teams play each other on Saturday night. They're in the ninth and the tenth spot right now with Portland sitting at 28 and 35. They've won two in a row. The Sacramento Kings are 27 and 35. They're four games back now from the Memphis Grizzlies. The Portland Trailblazers are three and a half games. You got the San Antonio Spurs. They're 26 and 34. I mentioned uh, they were taking on the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow and the New Orleans Pelicans. They sit at 26 and 36, and they got themselves in a world of hurt uh, this week after they lost to the Dallas Mavericks yesterday, which is understandable. But that loss to the to the um, to the Minnesota Timberwolves was just inexcusable. Like the, those, the the Pelicans were in a situation like where we were talking about Detroit in in Washington. You know, maybe the Kings aren't world beaters, but they're better than them. And you've got to beat those teams. And. New Orleans is significantly better than Minnesota, but they weren't able to get the job done. Uh, and other notes around in the NBA, only four games tonight. Uh, Jamal Murray had a nice little buzz, buzzer beater to lift the Denver Nuggets over the Charlotte Hornets, 114 to 112. Uh, the Clippers uh, blew out the Houston Rockets, 120 to 105. Steph Curry, he has returned uh, to the Golden State Warriors. He has 19 points at the time of this recording. There's still six minutes and 42 seconds left. Golden State Warriors, of course, they're taking on the Toronto Raptors in San Francisco. Toronto will be here on Sunday 
to take on your Sacramento Kings. But I was happy to see Steph Curry back in the lineup, and I'm happy that you are listening to this podcast. Thank you, as always, uh, for supporting what we're doing over here on HoopBall. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. Make sure you tell all your Kings fans, friends, about what we are doing here. Make sure you share it on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, whatever your uh, social media uh, platform preference is. Uh, And make sure you join me uh, on the Hot Mic app. I'm not sure if we're going to be back on Saturday. We haven't nailed that one out. If you don't follow me yet on social media, please do at Damian Barling on Twitter at Damian Barling on Instagram. Uh, and we will be back uh, following. You know, we don't do uh, first. Uh, we normally don't do uh, shows on the first night of a back to back. But this is a pretty big game on Saturday. Uh, either way, we'll be back with a show on either Saturday or Sunday. Maybe we'll be back on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just make sure you set the alerts. You get alerted every time a new podcast posts. We appreciate you for being here. As always, here on the Sacramento Kings podcast, presented by Hoop Ball and the Hoop Ball Podcast.